Hi everyone, welcome back to the Power of Words podcast. You are currently listening to Season 2, Episode 12, Growing Up in an Immigrant Household featuring Alex. Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about our own experiences and stories just growing up in an immigrant household. So Alex, do you have anything that you'd like to add? My name's Alex. I basically lived in Plano, Texas for all my life. And today I'm really excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you. So before we get started, um, do you have any questions that you might have just kind of about how everything's going to go? I've watched a couple episodes already, so I know it's pretty question answer. Mm -hmm. But just one question. Is it painful? Like, does it sting a little bit at first? Yeah, you're going to you're going to cry afterward. Like, you're just going to feel so bad about yourself. You're going to be like, wow. Like, I, I'm just so inferior to Anna. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's okay. I probably have, like, Benadryl somewhere in a drawer, so we'll be good. We'll be good. <laughs> okay, so, no, but seriously, like, hopefully um, it won't be painful for you. I know, like, for me, I think it'll be, I'll, I feel pretty good about this. Hopefully, like, you know, you feel a, at least a little bit comfortable after the first question. Um, we'll see. I hope so. <laughs> no, I trust you. Let's get started. <laughs> okay, so... For the first question I have, um, so growing up with an immigrant family, how would you describe your mindset growing up and how has it shaped you into the person that you are today? Um, I think growing up with an immigrant family, I think it's definitely changed my uh, perspective on life in a lot of different ways. I think one of the biggest ways is that I have like a really high idea of the importance of family because I feel like honestly in every culture that I think that's the way it should be but especially in like the culture I came from Russian Jewish culture family is like one of the biggest things that you have so you always put family first and one of the biggest lessons I learned is it's never like what can like your family do for you but it's what you do for the family because like at the end of the day if everyone only looked out for themselves and that's like a really bad family but I guess the immigrant part plays in because whenever my parents immigrated like they form like communities with similar people and the idea was in these communities you had to like reach out and help other people before you could help yourself and I think that's like a really big value that I have in like my mindset today that first of all you just need to look out for other people before you can look out for yourself because that's just being a good person I think growing up with that immigrant family connection it just like further proves the importance of how important it is to give to your community in order for your community to give back to you. Yeah, and I really liked what you said just about um, how like it's, family is really important because I think something I've kind of learned growing up just in the U.S., I guess, or really not even just in the U.S., I guess just in Texas. We're very American. Oh, yeah, I've, something I've definitely noticed is that like a lot of people that kind of, I guess, grew up, you know, in the U.S. and stuff, um, mm-hmm. it, they're very focused on like materialistic ideas. You know, wanting to very true, uh, yeah, <laughs> wanting to like um, chase like after their own like dreams and everything. And of course, like I think that's very important to do because you know it's important to chase your passions and like do something that's important to you. But I think um, it's not as much like like they don't place as high of a value on family as like I've noticed a lot of like immigrant families do like for example I know my family um my mom especially like she you know came from Korea like 
to the U.S. and she was basically all on her own, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, she came with um, my dad, but he was like, you know, he grew up in the U.S. So he kind of like knows what it, it was like. My mom came in not really knowing the language and she had, you know, three kids like me, my brother, my sister. And we basically all started from the bottom. Like we had like um, my mom, especially, you know, didn't really know much. And uh, just through this, basically, she's always told me just like growing up, she's like, she's like our family means so much to me because I came here with you guys. I started this brand new life with the family and it's just taught me like how much family means to her and then the more like I learned how much it was important to her like I realized um that it was also important for me as well just because like I realized how much work she's put in to like keeping the family together keeping it functioning keeping like trying to make sure we eat every day um trying to make sure like we feel cared for loved and it's really um showing me like just how much the amount of effort she's put in every single day for that it was insane like even if she was you know stressed and exhausted she was still like this the most caring person ever and she never failed to show me like um what it what like a true mother is and I and the same with my dad as well he came to the U.S. literally like my stepdad I mean but like I, I basically just call him my dad because he really is. Um, he He's came. So nice, by the way. He really, yeah. He he definitely nice. is, and um, he came to the U.S. literally barely knowing any English. You know, he didn't know anyone here. It was just a whole new place for him, right? And he grew up, and he, my mom and my dad both just built this life for themselves. And I'm just, I think it's incredible. Um, and the entire time, it they also placed the biggest value on just caring for the family. And the whole reason why they're doing everything is literally for the family. So it just teaches me, you know, um, like I whenever like I want to do something in my future, I'm doing it for the sole purpose of being making sure I can take care of my family. Sorry, that was like really long. <laughs> No, I think it's really sweet. And I think the part that definitely resonated with me the most is he said, like, we all came here starting together. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, you want to finish together. Mm-hmm. And I think that really impacts me because I actually have almost no family in America. The only people I have is, like, the nuclear household, me, my parents, my sister, and, you know, the babushka, the dedushka, the grandma and grandpa for all the Americans. <laughs> that sounds weird. But, uh, Basically, that's only us six uh, family members and everybody else. They either live in Russia or they live in Israel. So basically, outside of these five other family members, the closest family member I have is like, what, 8,000, 9,000 miles away? That's wow. insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because like I know my parents, like they, yeah, they came to the U.S. all on their own. They had, you know, my, me and my siblings, but that's really it, like, my dad my dad especially came here like on his own no one with him his whole family was like in europe and everything my mom's family is in korea one's in like australia but um yeah they basically came to the u.s on their own i just think it's really incredible how they were like they were able to just come here and build an entire new life and i think it i don't know i'm just i'm really proud of them and i because i know like it took so much, you know, for them um, to go through. And it's, I think it's just really incredible, like, what people can build um, from 
even just from starting from the very bottom. And so um, with that in mind, so I have the second question that I'd like to ask. What is the value <laughs> that you've learned from your family that you continue to believe in? And what's something that you've had to unlearn yourself? Had to unlearn myself. That actually mm-hmm. sounds more difficult than the first one. Well, yeah. I'll start with the first one. Uh, a value that I've had to learn from my family. Weirdly, it's not something related to, I would say, immigrant values. But in general, they say take things slow. And I feel like that's really important because, you know, for example, like Rome wasn't built one day at a time. Nothing just happens immediately. So you always really have to like think about the process think about what you're going to do and plan ahead Mm -hmm. because if you just rush something and you put no thought no deliberation then you can't really have it successfully like actually even a couple or like even a week ago i did something and i forgot what it was but i remember immediately after i thought if i did this other thing it would have been so much smarter but because i didn't take the time to stop and think and like think about the consequences of my actions, then I still got my objective completed, but I could have done it, you know, so much less time, so much less hassle, so much less stress. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think that's a big value that my family taught me, even if it's not immigrant related, just always take things slow mm-hmm. and think about what you're doing because you're going to be so much happier in the end. Mm-hmm. And then unlearn is probably the more difficult one. But if I had to think of something, I would say a value that I've had to unlearn is okay well my family's culture i would say we are a very blunt family (laughs) we are very honest people both russians and israelis and i feel like actually i know you love ted talks because we talk about this i love ted talks oh yeah yeah for sure and i think one of the lessons right they're so good Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i think one of the biggest lessons that i've had to unlearn and i'm still trying to is how to be honest with out being rude because anybody can just be completely rude to somebody and say well I'm being honest you know let's say that somebody was doing something that they're really passionate about but maybe they're not going the right way you can call them stupid and maybe they're doing the wrong thing but you have to be honest with this sort of like compassion with a sort of empathy so whenever you have to correct somebody or you have to be honest you have to do it in the right way and I feel like sometimes my family is so blunt that we forget that we have to like say things in a nice way because you can't just tell somebody flat out criticism and expect them to take it well you have to give them something to build off of Mm -hmm. so I feel like I appreciate the honesty that my family has always taught me and I think I'm a very honest person but I think something that not necessarily I have to unlearn I have to modify about what they taught me is you have to be honest with this sort of empathy so you can really move people with your honesty yeah absolutely I really liked what you said just about both like what you learned and what you've unlearned and then like when you were talking about when uh kind of you've learned more about um planning rather than just jumping into something because you know you'll hear a lot of people kind of talking about you know like thinking of something and just going you know what let's just do it and then like not really planning anything out and you just kind of jump into it and sometimes that's a good thing because it's better than not doing anything but at the same time like it's also really important to plan and I I know I've had to learn that um, myself as well I think like my dad especially like he he's just built so many like um he's just built like businesses and like tons of like he's just very entrepreneurial 
and so he's also a very big planner while also um always just thinking about the the big picture like he's very goal oriented just always thinking about like like the bigger picture what he wants and he's just always going after it and i think that's really incredible and it just is. yeah and he like it's crazy to me because he's like super optimistic and he's honestly one of the most optimistic people i know and um just growing up with him like i've learned more about you know thinking positively rather than just knocking my own ideas down saying it's not going to work and instead actually just taking the time to look at it and plan it all out like you know break it into steps and say okay this is how i'm going to do it make sure it's attainable like don't you know break it into something that might take super long to do or might even be unrealistic you have to make it like achievable and i think that's definitely something that i've learned from my dad as well just um le- growing up with him you know growing just um building his own businesses and growing it and then when you're talking about um just bluntness and like honesty like yeah i've definitely noticed that as well <laughs> cuz i i i Thanks, Anna. <laughs> no not with you no no that's what i meant I just mean oh, like no. Because I was gonna say like that would have been funny. No, I remember my mom. She used to tell me a story. Like she was um talking about how in like Korea and stuff, people are pretty just straightforward, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so she comes to the U.S. and one of her friends t- tells her, "Hey, um, the people in America aren't really good with picking up cues. Like they're not really good with." picking up the clues so you have to be very straightforward with them or the or else they won't get it so my mom she got a question and someone was like hey do you want like blah 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 and usually she would just be like no i'm okay because you know usually means like like no thank you and then like someone was like hey do you like this da 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 and my mom just remembers telling like she goes yeah so i just said no and apparently that was really mean or something and like um she's just kind of telling me like over time i had to realize that if i'm going to be honest i have to be nice about it like i can't just be yeah. like super straightforward or super blunt cuz yeah that was kind of just something she grew up on which i honestly get cuz i kind of like i get it i can be very straightforward too sometimes other times i'm yeah. almost a little bit too scared to say the truth you know what i mean it's like it, it's mm-hmm. always just one or the other but no, yeah. I definitely get that, especially since we both come from immigrant families, so we're both <laughs> exposed to that type of atmosphere. Yeah, it's almost funny because I feel like it's bad, but at the same time, it some funny stories can come from it. Because my mom has so has always told me so many funny stories. She's like, it was really embarrassing at the moment, but it's funny now. Like, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, um, before I go on to the next question, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, I don't think I have anything, so I'm good with uh, going on. Okay, cool. Um, so, have you ever felt a difficulty in connecting to your own roots, um, whether it's culturally or religiously, or was there ever a time you may have felt ashamed of it? If you have, um, how are you able to overcome it? And if you haven't, like, how do you think the environment has kind of helped you to feel more connected, just as a community? Dang, that's a big question. <laughs> okay, but to start it off, okay, you said, have you ever felt difficulty in connecting with your own roots? Mm-hmm. Fortunately, no, which I'm actually very glad of because 
I think earlier I was mentioning the community, and I think I'm very fortunate that we live in America. And America, for the good and the bad, is definitely a melting pot, which yeah. mm-hmm. allows you certain leeway to create like community communities. I almost said communications. <laughs> it allows you certain leeway to make like communities of people that have like the same culture and the same like roots, either religiously or like traditionally. So I think I've definitely been blessed because where I live, I have the opportunity to learn more about my culture and not everybody has that. So Mm -hmm. it's definitely something I think people shouldn't take for granted. And fortunately, I've never felt ashamed of my culture. However, I do think that sometimes there were times not like as being a Russian, but as being a Jew sometimes and I've personally never been confronted with like anti-Semitism, mm-hmm. but I know many people who have, and it's always something that I keep in the back of my mind, even if I don't say it. And you know, you make the jokes because usually people don't mean it out of like bad places, but sometimes like you're always cautious of it. Like it's always in the back of your mind and it's something that can be scary. Yeah. Like even whenever I was actually, I was younger, I used to go to Sunday school and I remember sometimes that, like, I would wear, like, a little kippah, a little prayer cap whenever I got out. My mom would always take it off of me as soon so nobody would see me mm-hmm. in the cap. And then there were some other times that, like, I was going out. My mom would always, like, tuck my – because I have a necklace with, like, Hebrew on it. And my mom would always try to, like, tuck it into my shirt. And I didn't understand it because I was too young to. But now that I can see it, I can definitely say that it shows that some people, unfortunately – don't feel as comfortable with like their culture or religion mm-hmm. but fortunately I've never faced anything personally and I'm very grateful for that and I think part of it again is the opportunity that I've had because we live in Plano Texas <laughs> so I'm very grateful for that opportunity yeah yeah and I just I think it's great like just hearing you say like how you know um, grateful you are to be able to be somewhere where you can learn more about your um you know your culture and your religion um and Mm -hmm. like not feel like super uncomfortable about it or any like and feel comfortable about it is what i mean sorry um but i do think that it really is sad to just hear that um there's a lot of people like maybe that are like within your own religion even around you that are having Mm -hmm. to face you know like anti-semitism and i think that's really scary to hear because you know you're gonna think what if it happens to me too or someone with someone in my family to someone I'm close to, that can be a really scary thing to go through. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely funny because, you know, that's just my personal story, but there's people of all types of, like, ethnicities or religions, Mm -hmm. and they can't share either. Like, just because my story is unique to my religion and ethnicity doesn't mean other people of different ones don't share. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And um, I think, like, growing up, actually, like, for me, I honestly grew up with like I don't think I had any Asian people around me like at all I think I had a best friend that was Asian and her brother and then it was like my siblings and we were the only Asians in our elementary school we also oh, went... Asian people in Mesquite <laughs> <laughs> and like we went to um my siblings and I we went to a daycare or two daycares actually we ended up having to transfer because um there was a lot of like physical stuff going on and people were like they were a lot of people were actually like bullying me for being Asian. Oh wow! Yeah, because that's so awful. <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> not a that. big deal. <laughs> like I think um, I, honestly for me it was kind of a struggle at the time. Right now I'm just kind of like 
it's not really something I obviously it's not something I think about anymore because it's just like um it was something that happened to me like you know as a kid it was and for me it was actually kind of a normal like you know I expected people to treat me differently because I was Asian like I expected people to treat me in a bad way because I was Asian so I often felt ashamed of it I was like oh I'm Korean like that's a bad thing I was basically taught like um being Asian is weird being Asian is strange being Asian is you know not something you should be like in this town because there were really no Asians there I mean there were very 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 few and I remember um these like two kids almost every day were telling me China girl China girl China girl because I was Asian and then like you know they would bully me for my weight they would bully me for my hair my skin yeah so many different things and I was basically just taught to feel really insecure and ashamed of it um and not only that like just the fact that I'm also mixed all didn't really help because people I would tell people I'm Korean and they're like you're not Korean they're like you're you're lying you're not Asian you're not you're not white you're not Asian like what are you you know and I just never truly felt like I belonged um with the Asian the Asian community or the you know like just any community really I until finally I realized when I kind of left um just that town like Mesquite basically I was like and I kind of came to Plano and I was like there's a lot more people that are like me, you know, that are mixed or that are Asian and stuff like that. And I realized um, the more that I was able to build a community within like these people, like just so many different people, I realized that I don't have to be ashamed for being Asian or like for being even Asian, honestly, because my whole life, that was my biggest insecurity. Now I'm feeling okay with it. Um, still learning to love it, but um, yeah, I... I think just like and in the environment is honestly really important because sometimes um the people around you can make you feel bad for who you are, where you come from. And it's really important to have people like around you that appreciate you just for the person that you are, not just for like wherever you come from or like um what your race or ethnicity or anything like that says about you. I definitely I definitely think it's cool though that like you mentioned that finally you're starting to find that sort of self-love I do think that's actually really cool oh thank you <laughs> no of course yeah no it's just, it's weird actually because I never really thought like I would ever accept it I think like when I was very young I didn't really think about it when I got a little bit older yeah. I was like this is weird like I've never met a Asian except my siblings. We were, that was it. Like I've never met a single Asian until I came to Plano and I was like, "Oh, there's like there's people like me. That's so cool." Da, 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 da. It was just it was really cool to think about and the more I found um a lot of people I could connect to, the more I realized like, you know, it's so it's like I'm more proud of where I I come from now, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything else you'd like to add or would you like to go to the final question? Uh, I think that's everything for that question. Okay, yeah. perfect. So for the last question, what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone who wants... Um, oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> who <laughs> wants um, to be someone who embraces diversity? Like, what's the advice I give to somebody who wants to embrace diversity? Yeah. Hmm. 
It's kind of amazing because if I'm going to be honest, I feel like the answer is like incredibly simple. I think you should just listen. Like yeah. If I could give a one word answer, it's going to be listen. But obviously, since we have the time, I'll elaborate. <laughs> the thing about the thing about that is I feel like everybody in a sense, one way or another is unique to each other. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like genetically, I think we're 99% similar, but you know, that 1% makes a really, really, really big difference. And I honestly feel like people in general, everybody else is different. Everybody has a story. And if you just want to know people's stories and you want to know everybody's stories, you want to get all the different perspectives that you can. So you have, you know, this diversity, then I think what you need to do is you just need to ask people and you need to try to listen to their stories. And I actually think it's amazing because I honestly think, I genuinely believe from the bottom of my heart, if you ask things the right way, you can get people to like tell you. People will open up to you if you're nice, if you're approachable, and if you look like you genuinely care. And you should care Mm because obviously learning different perspectives is important. So if you just go up to somebody and they're willing to talk to you, then I think the most important thing to do is to just in the wait, can I say any okay, what what's the rule on vulgar? Can I say anything? Can I say shut the hell up? Is that yeah, okay? that's fine. Is that allowed? <laughs> you just okay, said great. it so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that in that case, the thing you need to do is you need to shut the hell up. You sit down, you just need to listen to their story because honestly, that's all there is. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to listen to the story and you're willing to learn from it, then I promise you that by the end of it, you'll be better off than where you were when you started. And I think that's the biggest piece of advice I have. You just need to listen to people. Exactly. And I really liked what you said about just, you know, making sure you kind of listen to people and listen to their perspectives. Because I think, like, as much as we don't like, to say it, I think a lot of the people around us, like, um, even if, you know, we love them and we don't want to say this about them, sometimes they do tend to say some racist stuff or, like, you know, they say things that might actually be um, pretty, like... Offensive. Um, yeah, offensive to, like, you know, other people. And I know, like, sometimes my parents, like, sometimes say things like that and they don't even really realize that it's racist, you know? So, Bro, yeah, and it, I think it's, I sometimes I feel like it's just a thing that, like, I don't know, <laughs> but I mean, I've just noticed, it wasn't even just my parents, you know, it's like, I feel like a lot of parents, like, do it, and sometimes, like, kids learn from it, so then kids begin to do it, so. Oh, definitely not just parents. Yeah. Absolutely, and, it's everybody. Yeah, and I think what's, everybody like. Everybody can be a dick, I'm sorry <laughs> if that was a little too vulgar, but everybody no, can okay. be a dick. Yeah, exactly. And I think what's really important is to be able to like call people out on it because um, I think sometimes like, you know, people can get offended by you calling them out, but at the same time, like it's necessary. I used to feel bad about it. Like I used to feel bad about telling people, hey, you shouldn't say that because I would be like, oh, I don't want to get up in their business, da, 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 da. But I realized like, no, like they shouldn't treat other people like that. They shouldn't say that to other people. So, you know, you have to tell them. Sometimes it can educate, you know, um, hopefully if the person chooses to, they can use it to educate themselves and say, hey, this person's right. I need to speak better and treat other people better, blah, blah, blah. Fortunately, not everyone's like that, but I do know like a lot of people are willing to learn and just grow from it. And um, as a result, I think they can even really um, begin to take the time to learn from other people's stories and um, perspectives and just really learn about it and and. From that, they can 
just finally begin to learn and accept and really just embrace the diversity. Mm-hmm. I definitely think that's important. And I think that actually probably funny enough, one of the funniest things that um, our friend told me, and I feel like it's very true. I think mm-hmm. we were talking about, it's going to sound completely random, but we were talking about like extroverts and introverts. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that like, extroverts are really funny because they like say usually what's on their mind and they say it and they put it out there in the world Mm -hmm. but the reason that introverts or listeners have it so much better in the world in his opinion is because they can like stop and observe everyone around them Mm -hmm. and based off of what they observe if somebody says something that sounds like they want help if somebody says something that's offensive those observers those listeners they have the ability to observe other people and then based off of those actions they can like choose the best path of action for themselves so i think that's just another reason compounded that people should listen to what other people say yeah and i think that's actually really cool that you mentioned that because literally just like i think last week i wrote a blog post about like yeah about being like an introvert because i think Honestly, we live in like an extroverted society. Like in my opinion, I don't know. Yeah, but um, I I think just growing up, I've basically been taught like silence is weird. You have to fill the silence with noise, like say something all the time. Talk, talk, talk. Like I'm basically I was basically just taught like to always say something. So then I seem interesting. But the truth is like I'm I like most of the time I don't like to talk that much like I'm on my podcast I like that's kind of weird to sound say because I literally have a podcast you make a podcast yeah yeah. but um yeah but usually like when I'm around people and stuff I really just tend not to talk that much and I mean with like friend groups and stuff I'm usually very comfortable with you guys so I'll talk more but Yeah. yeah just in general I'm not a big talker like which is surprising I think because I have a podcast, but, um, and I, a lot of the times I've been questioned for that. They're like, why are you so quiet? Well, you know, da, da, da. And it just, I, to me, it sounds weird because if you say like, why are you so loud to someone? Like that's rude. So I feel like mm-hmm. why are you so quiet is kind of rude too, you know? Um, but sorry, I'm kind of getting off track now, but yeah, well, I, I, I think I, it's important <laughs> to cut introverts more slack, honestly. Yeah, not, like, exactly. So. Yeah. I'm like very in the middle between those two extremes, extrovert and introvert. So I definitely get what you're saying. Yeah. And um, basically like what I'm like also trying to get at is just basically what you were talking about, how introverts like they actually can um, have, they tend to have a better ability to just kind of um, kind of stop and think before they say anything, just because like, Mm -hmm um they since they naturally just don't really you know maybe naturally don't talk as much or something they tend to think more like they're like whenever they're thinking of something they don't really say it say it out loud you know it's they're just kind of thinking they're observing and what I kind of wrote in my blog post was just how when you're quiet it actually gives you a chance to think like higher almost because not only are you thinking like and like just thinking, but you're also like really thinking about what you're thinking, if that makes sense. And then you're also observing everything that's around you. You're learning from all of the conversations around you. You know, like people will talk to you, maybe like, you know, you don't talk as much, but to them, they're like, wow, she's a good listener, blah, blah. But really like you're also gaining something and you're gaining like 
insight on different people you're gaining um like insight on their perspectives you're also kind of gaining more knowledge just from what they're talking about so I always thought that was really interesting because like I feel like the less you speak literally like the smarter you become because the more you're actually consuming if that makes sense Mm -hmm, the more you learn yeah it's actually funny because I'm glad that we went um full circle and we got back to like the diverse perspective things Mm -hmm, because because you went like completely full circle but no I definitely agree honestly in order to truly know anybody's story from like somebody who's lived here all their life to an immigrant you really just need to stop and listen honestly that's like the best that's like the best advice you can give somebody honestly yeah I definitely agree because you really can learn so much like you can gain so like gain so much insight and um knowledge just from like people talking about their own stories and talking about their own experiences and you realize like Mm -hmm. There's so much about the world that you don't know and that you could even explore it. And you can even just explore it, like, um, in a way, like, as simple as just listening to someone else speak about their story. But, yeah. Anyway, I think um, that's the final question. But do you have any questions, like, you'd like to ask before we end the podcast? Well, I feel like the funny thing is because we were talking about so many different perspectives earlier. Mm-hmm. We obviously like you and me because I came from a Russian Jewish household. You came from a Korean household. So I was just wondering, at least for you personally, is there anything that you feel like is especially unique to like a Korean American house that like even other immigrants don't share? Hmm. Honestly, my house isn't, like, super... I feel like my house is honestly a lot more Americanized now. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to lie, but I think um, definitely earlier in my childhood, it was a lot more, like, I guess, Korean. (laughs) Um, And I remember, like, my mom, whenever, you know, we got in trouble, I, like, it was just um, the regular, like... I don't know if I should say it on here. (laughs) I feel like maybe I shouldn't you can say tell it on me here. Later. Yeah, I'll tell you later. But hold on, I'm trying to think of something else. Cause I feel like I was about to say something, but I was like, "Wait, what if it's like not okay for me to say?" <laughs> Who's gonna cancel you though, Spotify? Who knows? No, I don't think Who it's knows? that. I just, I'm just like, just in case. Um, no, nah, it's okay. I totally get it. I I don't know to be honest. Like I feel like it's. If you really go on, like, any Korean... This is kind of random, but, like, I just... This is how I'm going to talk about it. But, like, sure. if you... I remember there was a, a movie I watched about, like... It's called My Sassy Girl. It's just... It's honestly my favorite movie. Um, but basically, I remember this one guy was talking about um, how, like, his parents always, like, just... They never talked about any of his accomplishments. They're, like oh, you know, like, if he ever accomplished something, they never really acknowledged it. It was just like, yeah, um, okay, like, you did it, good for you, I guess, you know? And then, (laughs) and actually, yeah, I'm gonna, I just decided to talk, not talk about that, because I just found something else. Good, good for me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, but basically, he was talking about how his parents were, like, making sure that he knew that he was not smart. And as silly as that sounded, like, it actually worked because it made him work harder. 
like because he realized I'm not naturally smart, so that means I have to work harder, blah blah blah. Because if he if his parents were like, You're very smart, you're intelligent, you're like talented, da 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 he would feel like, Oh, this is all natural to me, so I don't have to put in that much effort. Then as a result, like he would have crappy work ethic, right? But as he, you know, got older, he, his parents never really like acknowledged as as like bad as that sounds, at the same time I feel like that was also kind of the mentality like my mom had at first at least and it was like um some I mean she did acknowledge like some of the stuff that I um accomplished but something she would she would, like made sure I did I wasn't too full of it she like made sure I wasn't like you know thinking like didn't turn into a brat yeah so she always like made sure like yeah remember to work hard though you know blah blah, blah. and yeah. so because um yeah she made sure not to ever say anything like yeah, you're very smart because her parents were also like that. They made sure not to tell her anything like that either because they knew that could result in like her or, you know, could result in me becoming way too confident and then not actually doing any of the work, if that makes sense. I, I honestly don't know if that any of that made sense, but that was just you something know, that I, I kind of thought about that. Sense, yeah. Honestly, because I feel like I feel like I actually think I have like a relatively good work ethic and mm-hmm. I think maybe part of it is it's actually really funny. I don't know why I have the work ethic that I do mm-hmm. because in reality my parents ever like put well they pushed me in school but they were never like they would never punish me if yeah. I did anything wrong. Mm-hmm. But for some reason like just some way and like how they like and how they taught me, I guess, to be a successful person somewhere, they managed to sneak in somewhere, a good work ethic. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the specific way they taught, like, they um, taught me to be successful, or maybe it's some sort of, like, immigrant secret. <laughs> but I do feel like a good work ethic is definitely something a lot of immigrant kids have. Yeah, Specifically, sure. because their parents work so hard, mm-hmm. they feel like they have to, like, honor that. Because I feel like... As, like, something my mom would say, we didn't fly across the world just for you to, like, slack off. Yeah, exactly. Because you do something. Mm-hmm. Like, they inspire you because they work so hard. It makes you want to work harder yourself. And I feel like role models like that are absolutely amazing. Yeah. But I think part of the reason that a lot of, I would say, first-generation immigrant kids have, like, a really good work ethic is because they have those role models. But it's not just any role model. It's your own family. Yeah, because so you, you see how... Yeah, you see how, like, much they work. You see how hard they work to, uh, you know, keep the family, like, together and just happy and protected. And you feel like, wow, you know, they're putting in all this effort. They're giving me all these opportunities. And you just, it feels like, you know, I want to make sure I make the most of that. And I just, I really like what you said about, uh, said with that. Because I think that when you see that firsthand as well, um, like, you see, you see it all yourself. You're like, wow, like... I want to make sure I make the most of what they've given me. Mm-hmm. And there's, hold up, I just realized I forgot crap. But there was like something else. Oh, yeah, okay. Honestly, take your time. <laughs> but um, I think what you were talking, when you were talking about work ethic, and honestly, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I remember. So I remember still, like, my mom, honestly, really, like, it's not that she doesn't push me. But she, like, I think um, what I've noticed is that she's very understanding. Like, 
she's not someone who would really like push me to do something and it's kind of weird because I would say that like I have um a pretty like okay like work ethic and you have a really good work like, ethic. <laughs> you would vote in best work ethic in group. <laughs> we literally had a group poll about this. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to bring it up, but like since I got to be your hype man for today, I wanted people to know that. <laughs> no, but like it's just it's weird to think about because a lot of the times, like what I've noticed is um, my mom basically taught me to be self motivated because I remember I actually mm-hmm. went to like a tutoring group. And it was honestly just full of like a bunch of Korean kids, right? So I thought everyone was going to be the same. Like everyone was super self-motivated. But I remember there was a conversation and basically everybody was saying, the only reason why I'm doing all of the work I'm doing now is because my parents are forcing me. You know, stuff about how their parents are making them do all the work. And I thought it was just kind of weird to hear about because I was like, I think this was like when I was younger. um, I was just thinking like that's, a little bit strange because like why why are you depending on someone else like to make you feel motivated like to have you do all the work you know and so to me it just never really made sense because I knew if I depended on someone else to be my source of motivation I really won't get far you know so I just I always kind of depended on myself I depended on like being my own source of motivation because that was really the only thing that could get me far and that was what could help me with my self-discipline and so what was really funny was actually like how my mom was basically she even says it herself she's like yeah I'm like the opposite of like a typical Korean mom usually they're very strict on their kids like really forcing them like into their work and she's like I don't really do that with you guys like I'm actually very flexible and I want you guys I want you guys to be your like source of motivation I don't want to force you into anything she's always like preached that and I think that was so important at first I think as a kid I thought it was kind of weird but I was like why is she like not really she's just like letting us do our own thing but as I grew up I became very thankful for that because I realized now I'm my source of motivation you know like I can I'm I'm self-driven now because like I wasn't depending on my mom to make me do something that I didn't want to do or like blah blah she let me pursue anything that I wanted whether it was art whether it was like even this podcast um no matter what I wanted to do she was always incredibly supportive of it and um she's always just taught me to do what I want to follow what I want to do as long as I'm happy in the end so I think that was just oh, really, really sweet, yeah, like I, I'm very thankful for that. Seriously, like, yeah, I'm just, I, I think at first it was, I thought it was a little bit weird. I almost found, I almost like almost wished she was a little bit more put like pushy when I was younger. But then I was like, no, like I really like um, how everything turned out um, because I think now like it's just teaching me to like drive myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. But yeah, I definitely think self-drive is probably like the best gift that you can give your kid. Exactly. And I think actually relating to what you said earlier about your mom not pushing, mm-hmm. I actually find that very interesting because I feel like whenever you hear immigrant parents talking, they say like, oh, I want my kid like 
when they grow up, I wanted them to be like a doctor or an accountant or a lawyer yeah. or an engineer. And those are like the only four options. Yeah, no, only four. it was weird because I would tell my mom to, I wanted to be a doctor. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> At first, yeah. I thought I thought it was like her telling me I'm like too dumb or something. That was like how I took it as a kid. But then as I grew up, I realized like she I, it was because um she like didn't want me to pursue something just because it was something she wanted me to pursue. You know, she was like. And she even told me so many times, she was like, just because I say you want to do something, like, it does not mean that, like, I want, like, I want you to do it for me. I want you to do whatever you want to do, as long as it keeps you happy. She's like, I would much rather, like, you find something that keeps you happy than you choose something um, that would make me happy, you know? So, like, she's like, I'm happier if, she's like, I'm happy if you're happy. That's all I want. And I just, that's something that I just live, live by now. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel like I definitely feel like a big stereotype for immigrant parents is like you portray them as like super like harsh, super unforgiving. Like they want you to do like one thing, mm-hmm. but like as with everything else, there's like variation, and I feel like people should respect that. Like different parents have different approaches, and that not everybody fits like the certain mold. Exactly. Of like a parent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think fortunately. I think actually the way they describe your mom, I feel like she's very considerate. So like, yeah, I do definitely. find that very sweet. You <laughs> she better is. give your mom a hug after this, honestly. You're right. I should. I really should. <laughs> <laughs> Thank. You. I'll. I'll be sure to. Cause like, I just realized she's literally the sweetest. That's. So, this is so random. I just. I love uh-huh. her. I love her. She's amazing. No, bro. We can turn this into a parent appreciation podcast <laughs> if you want. <laughs> That'd be so. Can wait. You know what we should do? You know how you were talking about doing like a big group. You know of our friend group. Like, yeah, power should, of parents. Yeah. No, no, that I think like at the end it would be so fun to do like a parent appreciation thing. That'd be so funny. Uh-huh. Not funny, cringe, funny. It's cute, but it's cringy. <laughs> but it is cute. I think that'd be so fun. Wait, what if I do an? Ep- oh my god, that'd be. I have an idea now. I'll just tell you. You later. can tell me once the podcast is yeah. over. <laughs> Dude, honestly, like, we keep hyping it up so much. Like, we could sell, like, our after-podcast conversations for, like, five ninety nine a pop. That's how you make the real bank. Yeah, no, honestly, we should. I'm just going to be like, you can only listen to... I'm going to, like, monetize it so much to the point where it's like, you can only listen... You can listen to it, but, like, pay me $6. I'll find you, you know, if you listen to it. <laughs> it's like, let's say I find a way to track them. I'm like, yeah, um... I'll just figure out where you live. I'll find your address. Don't worry. I'm just I'll kidding. make you give me the money. <laughs> nope. Not happening. Actually, while... Wait, can I go on a tiny thing? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say something because we were talking about money. Mm-hmm. And that actually reminded me of another conversation that I had with another person. <laughs> funny enough. I think, like, even yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think it was something about, like, stereotyping. And I know that people don't, like, think about this a lot. But the way that, like certain ethnicities or certain people are like stereotype in like popular media and Mm -hmm. even like conversation like we were talking about money there's obviously the stereotype that like jews rule all the banks they run all the finances i hate counting i hate that stuff so don't worry that's not going to be me (laughs) but i feel like there's this very big stereotype and i feel like a really big thing about like immigrants and why they're scared especially like new coming immigrants that don't speak the language so they like haven't assimilated at all Mm -hmm. and like they feel like targets sometimes because they feel like people associate them with this like 
stereotype and you can't and it's really hard to escape it Mm -hmm. like whenever i tell people that i'm russian jewish the first three things that come up is like oh you must drink vodka you must have a lot of money and you probably have a big nose and only three out of three are true no i'm kidding (laughs) to all the viewers that was a joke but it's a serious matter stereotyping is a really big thing it's a really big problem honestly exactly yeah it really happens to every single ethnicity I'm exactly. sure you face that as like a Korean American. Yeah, I not as much when I came to Plano. I, it does happen in Plano for sure, but mm-hmm. um, I think it happened more like when I was in Mesquite, when people were like, I would be like, yeah, I'm Korean. They're like, it was always the same question, north or south. I'm like, what do you think? Just guess. Take your best guess. It's a little harder to get out of North Korea. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's a little. Yeah, you and just have planes that take you out. And then they're always like, so you're good at math. Like, okay, I might be a genius in math, but it's not because I'm Asian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like... Uh... This is bragging. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm actually like not... Ugh, I can't do math, but it's okay. You're better than I am. I think you did better at pre-cal than I did. Mm, I don't want to talk about pre-cal. <laughs> it's okay. Me neither. That was my worst class. That Me too. It was so bad. But We're disproving the stereotypes for both yeah. math, so we can't go into money. <laughs> But yeah, I was always like asked, "Hey, um, you you're good at math, right?" I'm like, "Why?" And then like, "Well, I mean, you're Asian, like, <laughs> okay." And then it was always um, they always assumed I spoke Chinese, despite the fact that I said I was Korean. You're They're Korean. Like, yeah, I'm like I'm Korean. They're like, "Oh, ni hao," and I'm like, "What?" And then they all and then the most annoying thing was um, like. When I would, I remember this was happening when I was younger, even with like adults, it was kind of it was really hilarious, honestly. Um, I would say I'm Korean and they're like, that's, that's so weird. I thought you were like, you told me you were Asian. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I, it's, no, it's kind of, it's really funny. Like even adults say this, it's really funny. Honestly, more sad than funny, it really honestly. is sad, but it's like, I don't understand. Like, I'm just like. Did you not learn this? Okay. Did you that Korea is in Asia? Yeah. It's so, it's so weird how many times you'll hear that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, um, I think, okay, I think this probably brings us to the end of our episode. So do you have anything else you'd like to add just in case before uh, we officially leave? Um, I'll probably say two things. I think the first thing that I'll say is definitely check out all of Anna's stuff because it's <laughs> a thing amazing. <laughs> I I can't say I haven't. We mentioned the blog. I haven't read the blog, so clearly <laughs> I need to get on that. But I do listen to the podcast episodes. Aww. And I mean, obviously, if I'm good enough to be on one, then they're clearly really amazing. So <laughs> y'all should check them out. But in all seriousness, thank you so much, Anna, for having me on. And uh, yeah, I think if there's one thing to take away, the one word lesson is just listen. Just listen. Yeah, thank you so much for just being on here. I think the listeners will really just um, learn a lot from you. And I'm just, yeah, it was really a pleasure having you. So thank you so much for taking the time um, to be on here. And just, I hope you have a great night. And yeah, thanks. You too. Thanks for inviting (laughs) me. Of course. Bye. Bye. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to today's episode on the Power of Words podcast. If you're interested in speaking in a future episode, go ahead and DM the podcast Instagram at pwrofwords underscore.
one more time, it's at pwrofwords underscore. I'd love to have you come in and speak on a future episode, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So have a good day or night or whenever you're listening to this. Thank you.